to The New Podcast, where we get deep and meaningful on topics to broaden your verbal horizons. This episode is brought to you by Drop-In Clinic. Drop-In Clinic is there for you when that one-night stand drops you in it after you went all up in it and couldn't hit the eject button safely to land the boys on the shores of Pearl Necklace. Drop-In Clinic, for when you need an ad hoc abort mission strategy after that one-night stand promised you a night of ecstasy but really gave you three minutes of sweaty wheezing. Alerting you to the average DNA bomb they just dropped over you, over your love island, causing premonitions of raising the next 2048 Married at First Sight contestant. Drop-in clinic is there for you when you've clearly been let down by your parents in the education sector and have no idea about safe sex, or are one of of the more risk-adverse citizens of our society. Drop-in clinic, the real clean-up crew, cleaning up big messes since 1529. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Uh, so, konnichiwa everybody, welcome back to the DNM Podcast, this is episode 3 for 2020, I'm your Maverick host Hayden, and as per usual with me in the cockpit, I'm joined by my podcast wing- wingman Mr T. Love a good pearl necklace. Yep. Brilliant. And Matty Cole. Hi friends. Who like all good wingmen, do their best to help coordinate a successful mission, but hit the eject button when shit hits the fan. So wingman, how have your f- solo missions been over the past week? Pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's always good to uh, fly with um, co-pilots. Yep. Um, so yeah, been been good hanging out with the family. Uh, but uh, yeah, getting into the um, the W word, the work coming up Ooh. shortly. I know, I know you've already. Yeah, I've been in for a few weeks. Been there. You look different. You look <laughs> sad. But um, yeah, standard for this time yeah. of year. So yeah, I'm having I'm having a great time. I know you're not, but. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Wonderful, Matty. Yeah, very much in the calm before the storm stage, also getting into the work. Um, but I had a little moment today where I just sat and just looked at my garden for like 20 minutes and I was like, that's quite nice because I won't have that again for It's because you were stoned though. You're, you're pretty... <laughs> I was looking at a stone, yeah. yes. No, you were stoned. Uh, you were high. Um, I was high on life. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I had enough. one of those um, procrastination moments. So Calm before the farm. That's That should be the new saying. Yeah. It's a bit like a farm. So, you know, I'm good, man. Good, good. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Welcome. So, do you guys make any new friends over the past week? Uh, yeah, I, I re-established a friendship with a 80-year-old hospital buddy from New Plymouth. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's the man. He's 80, turning 81. He still works. Wow. And his own company. His, his wife is also 80. She's oh. the, she's the um, re, re, accounts lady. Yep. Yeah, and she still works. They get up at half past four every day. Wow. Why? Why half past four? Do they, they go for a walk or something? Are they one of those? No, they get half past four and they get to work by six. Oh, my God. And they finish at four. He still drives a delivery truck around New Plymouth. Wow. Oh, the career guy. Mate, he's he's amazing. What a he's, dude. He's uh, ex-Navy, ex-everything. But um, yeah, I met him in hospital uh, last year. Long story, but yeah, just went and hung out with him for a few Sounds days. Sounds like an ex-man, definitely. Yeah, for sure. He's good. I'm 30 and I hardly work and I have a job, so that's pretty good effort to be 80 <laughs> and still working. Yeah, he loves it too. Love it oh. life. Never complains. You know, I think that's a secret to getting old as you don't stop, like you keep going. If but, you stop, yeah. then I said over. to him, I said to him, when are you going to retire? He goes, oh, thinking about 85 maybe. <sighs> oh, so I see, still got four more years in the bank. plan 85. Wow. But he's going to have the meanest KiwiSaver ever. Yeah. If he hasn't already got it. He's, he's probably spending it on his first house. <laughs> He, well, especially since the house he bought is five levels, he bought it for two fifty k about forty years ago. Wow. He's sitting on a freaking gold mine in the heart of New Plymouth, right in the city. 
That's insane. So yeah, it's good that I got I got um I got him to put me in his will, which is good. Before I left, <laughs> no, that did going really well. Yeah, so you're down there. Um, yeah, I should get the camellias from the front garden when he when he goes. So I like camellias; they're good. It's worth it. Cool, good work, man. And uh, what about so? Well, that cancels out my next <clears> one. I was going to say you connected with old friends, but we've covered that topic. So. Um, where, have, where in the world have you been in the entire world that you thought, damn, son, these people are so friendly? Mm. But th- the country that you got that girl from in Merida, that's quite a friendly country. <laughs> yeah, Russia. Yeah. <coughs> now, there was a book called uh, Russian Brides, <coughs> a mail order. It's yeah. online now. Catalog. <coughs> um, well, when I was in South Korea, I had, it was really, f- I found the people really friendly. I think because I was quite the anomaly being a foreigner. Mm. I was almost like a minor celebrity. It was really cool. Like wow. I'd, I'd go shopping and people would come up to me and speak English and be like, oh, hi. You sure it's because people didn't think you were Godzilla because you're a lot taller than them? I was quite a bit taller than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, mm. But they were just really nice and I and they were genuinely just wanting to have conversations. So it was really cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. You, your European member would have impressed them. Member? Yeah, your... Yeah, yeah, well, we did go to... The third um, league, I think he was talking about. Uh, yeah. We went to, uh, yeah, spas, Korean spas, and so, yeah, that was definitely a feature. Just hang your towel on small your feature. own rail. Mini, spe- mini feature. Cameo almost. Cameo. A cameo yeah. appearance, yeah. Yeah, enough. Or camo. It did blend in. Uh, perfect. And uh, have you thought about doing anything friendly for someone else? Hang on, I haven't got my country yet. Oh, uh, you got a country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. i got two. On there. Yeah, talk. I'm going to go Canada yeah. and Wales. Canada and Wales? Yeah. Wales, really? Yeah. The um, Very, very friendly. Um, Canada had a lot of guns. Police, very armed guns the police cars are hummers too impressive um but yeah because i went to canada and america and canada was definitely friendlier and around europe i went to england scotland wales and all that but definitely wales um yeah very friendly people what what makes wales stand out from england scotland and ireland so they both stand out because they're a bit kiwi they're just a bit more lax uh people in england are busy doing stuff yeah people in scotland uh Keep to themselves because they're too cold. Um, French people just want to fight. Yeah. Uh, English mostly. Yeah. No, no, fight each other. Oh, as anyone. Well. Oh, anyone. Okay. Uh, we went to Spain, but everyone's asleep there in Spain. Oh, yeah. yeah they have siesta, midday. It's about 12 till 2, the whole country's asleep. I approve yeah. of that message. Um, I've been to Spain yep. during that time when they're having siesta. Yep. They don't even bother shutting up their shops. No. I literally just go put up a sign, siesta time. There's only one shop open, which is the pub, which is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, and, and Canada, for the same same reason, just, just chilled out people, and even though they can't pronounce their words properly, um, yeah. it was good. Very chill. Cool, excellent. And um, so, sorry, before I jumped into the that and cut you off, have you thought about doing anything friendly for other people this past week? <coughs> oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Did you do anything friendly for other people? Mm, yeah, I took a um, I had a trailer full of rubbish that I took to the dump, and I asked all my neighbours if they wanted to add to it for free. Free. Yeah. They chucked their stuff in there. Cool. Um, that was pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, top man. Uh, I've just been trying to help a lot. Uh, like we're saying, getting back to work. So there's been a lot of people uh, who need help, and I've just been sharing everything and chatting to people and helping out where I can, and offering offering help. Yeah, so not not necessarily tangible stuff, but maybe some kind of support. Yeah, yeah perfect. So as you can tell, I've used the word friend a lot in this past um, whatever it has been. 
It's a good spray. Eight minutes. Good spray and wipe too. That's friend. You know that friend oh, yeah. for your stains. Gets yeah, rid of all that good stuff. Mm. Perfect. So I have used that a lot. That word, but um, it's not more. So I guess this topic is while it's kind of like friendship, it's not really about friendship. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, feel free to unpack it if you will and what it, what friendship means. But um, my thought process is more around reflection of friends and experiences. Um, and because I, as I was making plans with this podcast, me and Maddie were in the car the other day, and we we're talking about who we could actually be friends with. Is there like people you're not allowed to be friends with? Like as a male, for example, are you allowed to have female friends? That sort of stuff. Um, And it was just because I'm here to generate big ideas. And uh, sorry. And it's more around my love of um, pen palship. Yep, I just made that word up. So it's like having a pen pal and it's a relationship. So I called it pen palship. So... Um, that's that's what I was getting around to is that I'm having a um, a big idea. My big idea because we're all about here at the DNM is about talking about ideas as opposed to uh, people or events. Um, so it's kind of like friendships is part friends is part of it, but it's more more around I guess connection is what I wanted to talk about, not necessarily friends and all that sort of stuff. But I, I really just want to talk about having pen pals basically. Yeah. yeah, so where do you want to start? Well, before we start, just to ensure that you're still my friend, have you pressed the um, record button? The yes, button? yes, I have. Oh, that's good. Thank you. So yeah. we're still friends. We, our friendship, friendship still nearly there. died a few yeah. weeks ago. When yeah. 30 minutes and you didn't press record. <laughs> so that's good. We're still friends. Um, I'm lucky that you guys had nothing to do that day either because there was like a five-hour episode yeah. for 45 minutes. So yeah, do you want to start anywhere with that? Or you guys just want to try jump in there? Yeah, you go, go. Okay, how Start many how many friends do you think you have? Mm, I think there's different levels of friends. I was yep. going to say something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Okay. But let's say um, I class a friend as someone that would randomly help you out, not like people you know, like oh that that's the dad of the guy in my son's rugby team. Don't know his name. And if I said, could I borrow 20 bucks, he'd probably say no. So the friends are the ones that would just randomly help you out. So if, if, if that was my category, uh, who trusted me enough to help me out with life, um, I'm going to go 200. 200 friends. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Mr. T- uh, sorry, Maddie. <clears throat> yeah, I think like Mr. T, I've got to say there are different levels. And I'd say there's best friends, yes. which is like the highest form of friends. Uh, then friends. I want to kind of introduce like a third tier because I feel like um, maybe call it acquaintances. I think acquaintances would be people that I know and I'd probably have like a very lighthearted conversation to like if I walked past them. Yep. But um, friends, like I think I might. Yeah. Neighbours. Oh, maybe neighbours even. A, yeah, yeah, I suppose some neighbours can border into the higher up. So I'd say friends are people that I would invite to my house. I think that's how I would define um, a friend. And best friends I would define as people that you invite to your house for a podcast. I yeah, think. No, yeah. um, it'd be a little bit more than that. Maybe something to the effect of um, you can tell them like really intimate. Um, you can be like really vulnerable in front of them. Like I could say... Anything or do anything, I know they'd still be best friends with me. I reckon what you're saying is you, your levels are friends you'd, you'd invite into your front yard, friends you'd invite into your lounge, and friends that you'd invite into your bedroom. 
Those are your three liberals. <laughs> how, I don't uh, know how many uh, friends I get into the bedroom. No, like yeah. I partially agree with If that. I walked into your bedroom right now, would you feel uncomfortable? No. Yeah, well, see. Just don't go, don't liberal. look under the bed, please, for the love of God. We'll take a blue light in there whatsoever. Not right on the roof. Um, but but yeah. your neighbour, you know your neighbour's behind you? Mm. Bedroom, is he bedroom? Would you bring him into your bedroom? He'd be kitchen. Yeah. But if you came to my bedroom, maybe you're right to that, yeah. If you went to my room, I'd be like, hey, hey, yeah, hey. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then there's some of them that, like, parents of kids you teach they're like front yard <laughs> you would say come on the house i don't even know if i'd get into front yard well, there you i'd, go, I'd yeah. look over like, the I'll gate litter box i'll meet you at starbucks yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no, i quite like that yeah, yeah. interesting you say that mr t because you're on the money there robin dunbar an anthropologist oh. and well known in the english um circles he said on he's conducted a study and he said on average we can be connected to around about he said 148 but he ran up to 150 um, people that you can be connected to. So it's people you know through various activities and whatever. Um, but he reckons on max you have about three to five close personal friends, which I tend oh, to agree with that. I agree. Yeah. It's pushing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, too high? Too yeah. low. Does that have to be real? Mm, he didn't He didn't say, but no. yeah, if you got your best friends imaginary, then so be it. So yeah, um, and that's what he said. He said three to five close all close personal friends and I agreed with that I asked um, my partner what she thought and she's like well I've got no friends in Hamilton I was like oh hey oh, nice. come on. that's a bit hardcore and then she's like no well if if I think about it she can come in my bedroom anyway. like, <laughs> <laughs> no like yeah yeah that's the level yeah, yeah. that's the level of close friendship can partners be friends or are they their own category because oh, I've always here wondered here we that. go here we go this is the classic. This is the trap many go, men have yeah. fallen My partner's into. my best friend. Yes, that's yeah. the trap. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, Stacey's definitely not my best friend. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, oh, I'm <laughs> honest. I'll put it out there. Like, yeah, we're friendly for sure. <laughs> we have two kids. Sometimes we're a lot friendlier than others in, in my bedroom especially. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, like well, while we share the same things, there's like things she doesn't like that I like, like, and that's a standard part, like just watching sport. She can't stand mm. rugby or rugby league. Well, I love it. I and some yeah. people don't think it's healthy to have a yeah. best friend as a partner. I think you need to have a separate outlet yeah. to to yeah to round yourself out in life. I think. Yeah, I think you could like you could have a best friend as a partner, but you also have to have your own, mm. you know, your own circle identity kind of yeah. you know because otherwise it's all that person is like it's essentially you replicated in the female or male form, you know. So um. And if we are going to quote awesome movies that are really hard hitting, especially for life lessons, like um, I think it's what's the one Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, Breakback Mountain, Jump Street, Jump Street Twenty Two, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two is the second one. Oh, and um, Channing Tatum says in there, you need that friction for a relationship. You know that part, that thing that creates the fire. So, um, if you had someone the same like he did in in the movie you know and it's a bit it becomes a bit boring because too similar yeah mm. basically so yeah that's what he has to say about it um, and then of those three to five friends that you if you have a quick think about them how well do you know those guys I'll chuck a quick quiz out there mm-hmm. are you guys close would you say close friends myself and Mr. T oh jeez oh now you're not yeah. a friend anymore yeah. is he bedroom around. material yelled into the bedroom okay. yeah for sure so then do you know his date of birth no Favorite color, maroon. No, no, I don't. It could be. <gasps> no. What about you? But yeah. then does that does that define a friend? Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, mm, nah. that's my next follow-up <clears throat> question. How do you know that they're your friend and that 
they're your friend. So how do you know you're their friend and that they, yeah, know that's, that's they a good are question. your friend as well? Because I assume that you and that no, we're friends. That's an, in my mindset. Mm. I think that we're friends, but I I honestly don't know when your birthday is, Maddie, and I only know your birthday because we've shared ten birthday months together now for the last ten years. But there's a there's a famous quote that says, um, "Friends, uh, you know what is it? The, your best friends know the best and the worst things about you, and are still your friends." Yeah. So I think. Um, I think that what you're saying, the date of birth and the colour and all that, I think are surface stuff. Yep. But we, I think your friends, like you know about their dark history and their golden futures and that you share the, oh, you know, they might have this crazy idea of this job in this country and you're like, yeah, man, that sounds cool. Like though that's what your friend is, who knows your best and worst parts. I, to be honest, I couldn't really give it a toss about what his favourite colour is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's red. <laughs> it's the only T-shirt I've seen him wear. Yeah, I don't he does have, He does have four others, but exactly the same. He, he reckons he doesn't have a favourite, but Diff- I'm pretty sure he's got a favourite. I agree, man. Uh, I would say that I think it comes down to how much you can trust that person like, and how much effort you put into them. So, for example, uh, like finding out someone's date of birth or colour is minimal effort, minimal trust. Like uh, I could just tell someone my birthday, but like my closest friends will know my 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 ups and downs like you say yeah. and that takes a lot of trust a lot of vulnerability and a lot of effort for me to share that like i don't share that kind of stuff with everyone but yeah. i share it with my closest friends i think you've got to keep the date of birth pretty private personally because like that's like basically the second step to identity fraud basically i'll catch you on the street and i'll be like hey i'm from greenpeace what's your name what's your date of birth oh, i've got an email address yeah perfect oh you're gonna donate today no that's all right i'm gonna steal three thousand dollars from your bank account later on tonight Mm. But you know, that's just my opinion. I, I'm I'm going to put it out there. I, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm attracted to friends who have a bit of um, whose lives aren't that perfect. Yeah. Like if I met a guy who really rich, hot wife, heaps of money, owns heaps of flash cars, and I just, I don't know, I can't be asked hanging out with a guy like that because it's not that I'd be jealous of him. Well, it might be his real fantasy yeah. that he like. It might be, it might be real. But to me, I don't know what I can contribute to his life. Yeah. I, that's, that's what I'm, that's what a friend is to me that I'm going to be part of this other person's life to contribute. Maybe that's one of the things. Your friends yeah. say because you, you feel you can contribute to someone else's life. Think back to your first friend. How yep. did you – I don't even know if you can remember your very first friend, but maybe the first friend that you can remember, how did you guys become friends? Dinosaurs. Neighbours. Yeah. One was through my mum. Yeah, she was friends with her – with my friend's mum. And we ended up spending a lot of time together. Like, that wasn't even a choice that I made. We just hung out. And then we had the same kindergarten, end up at the same same primary school, intermediate in high school. Were you contributing to his happiness? Um, was he contributing to yours? Well, I don't know. See, At the time, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like we we had this, we had similar interests. Um, I'd probably say we're not really friends now. Oh, we're still friendly, but if I if I saw him tomorrow or even today, I like I would have no idea what happened to him in the past five years. Um, you know, and I don't know if he feels the same way, but yeah. we're not. Yeah, whereas I've got friends who I have not talked to for a long time, but I know they're still good friends. 
but does friendship not evolve and change over time? Like when you're four years old, is friendship must friendship must be very different to what it is at thirty or forty years of age? Mm. Surely, yeah, definitely. Which is what um, this guy Dunbar says. So he's he talks about the stages of friendship. Um, so the, there's the early. Do you call it bedroom, kitchen, and lounge, uh, front yard? Although now that um, now that you've mentioned it, Mister T, I think we should write him a letter and say, "Hey, bro, you, your stuff's too complicated. We've got three levels here." And yeah, is the bedroom the most personal space? Yeah, not going to go letterbox, lounge, and lay down. Those are three. Uh, <laughs> that's the three levels. Three L's. Three L's. Three L's of friendship. Friendship. Three. Three L's of friendship. How about this? Do you have to go to all three L's to like move to that next level to like lay down no wait the first two L's or can you go wait, straight can we have to three the third L friendship like front yard fridge and <laughs> fornicate <laughs> fornicate <Yeah>. space <coughs> the three L's friend- <laughs> <laughs> gross wow you started it well yeah fair enough um I think you remember we talked about love and we tried to define it and we said love has to be re- reciprocal yeah I think maybe just just talking out loud, maybe the friendship has got to be like contribute to each other's lives. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a friendship. Okay. Be- I don't know. That could be one of the different. Well, who's friends with someone that doesn't contribute? Like you talk to them and then what? They just go, oh, yeah. No, it's like those those fake conversations. Like you go, hey, gun. Good. How's all the weather's good? Yeah, it's great. Went How's to the, the beach. family? Yeah. And yeah. so at the end of that conversation, you're like, well, if I didn't talk to that person, it wouldn't actually change my life. Yeah. But when someone actually says, hey, I heard your mum's not too well and my thoughts are with her and if you ever need a hand, like that's just a little bit more yeah, yeah. contributing to your life. Yep, for sure. Would you like to come home for dinner? Would you, you know? Like they're giving you, the opportunity for yeah. you for, for you to allow them to contribute. That's what I mean by contribute. Yeah. But there's like when I – when you're a, a teacher and you have a lot of kids in your class, you're very friendly, but you can you, outside of school you don't really contribute to their life. You don't go and watch them play hockey, and you don't go and do that. You don't give them, you don't well, buy them presents. If you're a really good unethical teacher, you you're there all the time <laughs> you watching, birthday texting, and, you know. There's um, yeah, I reckon that's probably one of them. I, I makes me feel a bit yeah contribute. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because um, this is the thing that that guy Dunbar says. So he he says that like it's it's normal to have friends. It's normal to to feel like you don't have enough friends as well. So while we make a hundred and fifty or connections, or in your case two hundred, and you know a lot of people, you don't have that close connection with those people. But he said the trick is to find friends is actually finding the friends yep. because out there there's people like you, you and I, who potentially are either just as lonely or looking for friends or who've got the same um, interests or you know who can click with you on some level but he said the trick is to find them yep you know often people just like stick to a really close circle so he he talked about the friendship thing being like a dartboard so you're the bullseye and then outside of that you've got very varying levels of friendliness I guess or like I guess close to you is the lay down one what was the other one finger it laundry <laughs> uh, what, oh, lounge I'm lost yeah lounge so lay down lounge and letterbox, letterbox. and so letterbox obviously the furthest one out and probably off the dartboard and then closer and then so on so that's what he described friendship as and I, I kind of partly agree with that I think that's how it works laundry <laughs> 
Stop wasn't that where the, that's where the dirty secrets are? Oh, the laundry. True. Maybe lay lounge laundry. Lay down, lay down, then laundry. Must be four. Lay down, then laundry, or laundry, no, laundry then, lay then, then lay down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Dirty laundry. Yeah, so he talked about that, and uh, and I probably agreed with him. And so when I was talking about it with my partner, she was like, "Yeah, I don't have many friends, close friends in um, in the city where we live," but she said, "Oh." You know, I'll call up my my friend in Melbourne, Donna. It'll be like we never. It'll be like we just talked yesterday, you know. And I was like, "Well, that's a good point because everyone's probably got friends like that." Um. So yeah, I just wanted to know if um, your closest friend was sitting next to you, either your left or right, wearing a hat potentially. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not in this room. Fuck it, I'm out. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, we've established all bedroom buddies. Yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've gave a look. I, I, think, I've, <laughs> I think I've been in your laundry. Yeah. There's a poster of, of you hiding up in his bedroom. Oh, mm. cool. Is yeah, it on, it's the, on roof? the roof? Yeah. You don't yeah. know about it, but next to the mirror? I was just about on to say his that. side of the bed. Jeez, what's going on? Who <laughs> left out here, guys? Um, Yours is on the front wall. You're the other bedroom, me too. You're the I saw one in, in Nori's kennel. <laughs> I saw. Still there. Um, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What was the question? <laughs> I was asking if I was your best friend and you both said no, so fuck yes. You're not. You're definitely laid down material. You're not my best friend. You're, definitely you're up there, mate. Yeah. You're up there, top five. Pass, oh, pass laundry. Top five, definitely. Yeah. I'm only coming over if it's not Kmart sheets. If it's something like high yeah. quality, farmers maybe. It's not yeah, the at least 60 it's, count. It's underneath the sheets. 60 yeah. count. Um, yeah, yeah, I think different levels of that we established – and, and I think you've got to contribute to some degree, not like the weather chat. Yeah. 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 We've already established on the DNM Very podcast good. early that weather chat is reserved for grandmothers only. So I think it's good. Um, I think what you didn't touch on what you said about making friends because that's a, that's a big member when, when I started my EQ university. That's going to be – yeah, I was going to say one eight, to you, one eight two. Yeah, because um, what you find with with an increased technology and increased um, online behaviour, even shopping online, you don't go and meet people and talk to people. Is people um, find it hard to to make friends because they just haven't got those social skills and um, and and I, and I see it even with my own kids. Is that when I oh, here we go? When I was their age, yeah, you used to rock down the road. <laughs> that was only like twelve years ago. When did you have your first child? Yeah, twelve. When I was yeah about <coughs> 19, 20, 21. Um, yeah, we used to go find them. Like we just go knock on people's doors and say, "Oh hi, my name's yeah, and I'm from down the road." And can so and so come out to play? Yeah, and we just play and play and play. And like they weren't like my best mates, but yeah, we had the skills and the balls to go knock on people's doors where. These days, it always like the friends of my kids have a um, pre-planned, and you got to drop them around at the house. Like, there's, I, yeah. I have a big involvement in my f- kids' friends and friendship establishment because I have to do like most instigating of the, stuff. I got to do the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. Is it because they're too afraid to, or you just think they don't have the experiences to do it? I just don't. I don't think. Like, I never had a phone yeah. at fourteen years old, so I I didn't sit there and. Um, or even the internet, yeah. sit there and and I had to, I had energy and I said, oh, I've got to go do stuff. 
Do you think it's because they have like social media and so they, they interact online and f- kind of feel like they get some kind of social, yeah. how do you say, um, they feel like they are they are doing something socially but it's kind of fake social stuff because it's not face-to-face? Well, I'm going to go back to the um, to what we just talked about. So if we had letterbox, uh, <laughs> lounge, laundry, lay down, yeah. how do you define that online? Oh. Because it's like – Oh, that's easy. And, some, and sometimes people – I mean, that's why the, one of the most popular programs in America is Catfish, where they people get from the litter box to lay down in one step. They don't go through the yep. lounge and, and laundry because physically they don't have to. They just go boom, boom, you know. And, um, and the next step we said is, is contributing to people's lives. So if you're online going, like, 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 I like your new skateboard, oh, I like your look, I like – are you actually contributing to their lives or are you just – Liking their stuff, just liking down. You're just yeah. liking for the lay. Yeah. Well, so that's. I think. Well, you are you yeah. just liking because it's muscle memory. Yeah. You know, you like you're into sports and you're into cycling. You go past. You're like, yeah, I do like cycling. Without even thinking, it's almost like in, instinctual. No, not me. I don't have you're social reckon? media really. Well, well, how, how about this? When 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 it used to be someone's birthday. Yeah, they yeah. used to throw a party. Yeah. They used to buy a present and a card and take it to them and give it to them on a particular day. Now you just you go and says, Hey, it's so and so's birthday mm-hmm. and you go, Happy birthday, Matthew and then you, that's it. And then you feel so much good you feel really good about that. You're like, Yes, I've I've done my chore for you the day. You get the social gratification. Yeah. 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 And then they go, I'd just like to thank everyone out there <laughs> for wishing me happy. Yeah, but Facebook. This is a thing though, right? So people are so like we've become so used to that that people are so lazy that they don't even type happy birthday. It's yeah. like H B D. Yeah. Couple of emojis. We're good. And then as you mentioned, the reply is in bulk. It's like, thanks, everyone, for wishing me happy birthday. You don't even have to remember birthdays anymore because it yeah. just comes up on Facebook. Oh, well, that's the thing, eh? So, yeah, man, I, I agree with that. Like, I think people are not, oh, I don't know how to put it, like, well-equipped to make own, their own friends these days. Like, I don't even think you could go, and I've talked about with this with one of my friends in Australia we talked about. He, there's a girl that he liked at our work. And, he's, and he said to me one day, he's like, bro, do you reckon I could just go up to you and just go, that's a beautiful dress you have on? Without her going, fuck, you're a creep, go Wait, away. That was a secret, you know what I'm going to tell you. Oh, sorry. I'll delete that later. Yeah. But he, yeah, he said, he's like, can I do that? And I'm like, like for me, I was like, because I'm old school, grew up in a similar era to Mr. T where I didn't have a phone when I was a young fella. I was like, yeah, bro, for sure, go and do it. But he was like, oh... Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know how that's going to fly. I think she'll just think, like, we've only really said hi to each other. If I go in there full guns blazing with, oh, you've got to, you look really nice today, she's just going to think, oh, this guy's here for something straight off the bat. See, I always say that. Yeah. I work with, like, heaps of different men and women, and I'll go, that's a cool tie. I like your shoes, mate. Yeah. Just, that's the thing, though, because I have those old school skills yeah, of just yeah, saying yeah. stuff and people – People like, love compliments. Just give them yeah. compliments, you know. But that's 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 the thing. I reckon if you said, let's say we've got a ten-year-old kid today, and sat him down and said, "What's the best way to make friends?" He'd list all these things. He'd never say online yep. on liking his profile or on a TikTok video or yeah. But the kids say one thing, but they actually don't do it. 
that's that's the thing that's the issue that's they go this is how you make friends oh is that how you do it no I don't do that risk is a big risk yeah social definitely risk. I think people are just afraid to put themselves out there because eh? it does hurt like if they're like mm. you know we, we yeah we got heaps of things in common but nah I just don't want I don't want to come around to your house you know, and you hear like little kids of my my niece is classic for it at the moment and where my son will want to play with then if she has enough she just goes you're not my friend anymore and straight Try away sick. stops him in his tracks he's gutted and he leaves her alone just so she can get a bit of alone time so it's a bit nasty yeah nasty breakup sure. but, so that brings me to my next question about oh. friends like give us a story of one of your friends either good or bad just something that stuck out about your friends what do you enjoy about them or dislike about them or is there a story one time where you like like maybe a good friend of yours that you did something with and you're not friends with now anymore but you're like oh man he's such a great guy I'll become friends with him again give me one of those stories very broad I must say yeah definitely um, shall I give you one I've got one <coughs> yeah start us off I'll just have a think so um this is my uh, one of my good friends from preschool and one thing that always stuck out to me is that um, he used to come to school with like lunch like his lunchbox was packed to the room with stuff like heats and stuff and you have all these like for me rocking to school with my marmite and cheese sandwich and uh, my piece of fruit and my drink bottle and he'd have all these fancy things like kiwi fruits and nashis and stuff like that and I remember it one day I was like bro where do you get nashis from? He's like, oh, bro, they're just down the road. Get my mum buys them off this tree. I was like, oh man, I wish my mum would take me to that orchard so I could have a nashi. And then, like the next day, his mum rocks up to my house with a bag full of nashis. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that was so cool. Like, I literally just talked to him about it. He's obviously gone home and told his mum, and then they've brought back nashis for me. I was like, that's one thing that stuck out for me forever. Like, I remember that to this day, like forever. And it was literally like, like probably maybe a one-minute conversation about the contents of his lunchbox. And when I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, man, he didn't have to do that, and neither did his mum, but they both did, and like, oh, I was so cool, and I've still got that memory to this day of eating my own nashi that came from my own, <laughs> my own fridge. Mm. I want to talk about uh, collective friendship. Yeah, do it. Because um, that's my memory. I guess uh, playing sport for years and years and years. And it's funny, like a lot of the people in sports teams, and I play a lot of rugby where you put your body on the line. And not a lot of those friends, well, my, all of those friends I've played are definitely letterbox level. They've yeah. hardly come into my lounge yeah. or laundry. But. They always, always got your back um, when something really bad happens. Like I remember my, my granddad passing away and like my rugby team, 20 under 21s just were there like at the funeral. Yeah. And when, you know, things were just really bad in my personal life. And it's funny how collectively in the background people, like it's that collective friendship and I just, I'll never forget moments like that where you think, oh, he's just in my team, and then all of a sudden, it's like they just jumped a few levels. So um, those those sorts of friendship things stick in my head. Um, and also, I think I don't know if I asked how many friends you had at primary school that you're still friends with now, but but though the yep. ones that I had made at primary school, and I'm going to say about 
10 or 12 of them like when I've caught up with them and they still have kids and stuff it's exactly like we're just talking like we're at primary school and I think that's like a, a, a long term yeah friendship and I, and I think any advice is if you if you had your own kids and they're young is to encourage them to go and make those friends early on and go to their house and have a sleepover and fall off the tramp all those memories when you're like eight <laughs> yep are still there when you're nearly 40 yeah for sure yeah but this that's the same with me like that memory that i had about the nashi story that was early on in primary so um yeah i don't know if like i, I imagine it would be the same like if i messaged him it'd be like we'd never not talk for like six years or whatever it is now my story I'd like to discuss is, and I think I've just come to this conclusion, I think you find out who your really good friends are when it's bad. Yeah. Because when it's really bad in your life and things aren't going well, the people that stick around, the people that help, the people that support, those are those are good friends. Those are true friends. Contributing. Yeah, they're contributing. Because it's very easy, like if someone comes to you and go, hey, my relationship isn't good or my dad's sick or work sucks or I got fired. And then friends go, oh, yep, that's rough. Um Okay, well, uh, I got to go now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think in my life, when things have gotten bad, I've I've found out who good friends are, and I've had I've had to go both ways. I've had a I've had to go bad in my life, and then I've had friends who have like really stuck by, and like when I was overseas, kept contact, and like been really good and proactive about yeah. staying in touch with me, even if I wasn't probably doing the best at that time. And then I've had friends that, when it's gotten rough, just been like, okay, well, see ya. In, in that amount of words so um, yeah I think I've seen both sides and, and I've learnt now at the old wise age of 30 that yeah good friends stick around when it's when it's tough and you're a good friend if you stick around when it's tough for your friends mm. yeah definitely and that goes back to what Mr T was saying I guess like your best friends are the ones that see you at your worst I guess and then they're still your friends so I think it's really easy and I've, I've seen this it's easy to lose your friends by not putting in the effort as well it's yep. really easy just and the effort is like randomly calling on your friend not calling on your builder friend because you need your deck built but just saying hey bro how's it going how's and, and those making those connections because it's easy not to especially when you get older and you focus on yourself and um it's easy when your friend says come out for a beer nah it's all good i've got things that are come out for this and so sometimes when you have kids that you feel guilty about oh i'm going to sacrifice you literally are you sacrificing your friendship for your family which you know family does come first but your family will always be there and sometimes your friends go i'm sick of asking this guy yeah. <laughs> and they um they to some degree give up on you so i think it's really easy to to lose friendship yeah. and if you keep yeah. saying no eventually they're gonna yeah yeah because yeah. it's that uh, contribution thing eh? if you're, you're saying no you're not contributing to the the friendship it's two-way street so yeah man, i definitely agree with that um so out of all your so this is my one of my, one of my other questions i didn't write it down but i just remembered it now out of your friends at primary how many are still close friends and we if are they your best friend or have you got a friend that just come out of the blue like you met them somewhere like if we're talking about letterbox to lounge to lay down 
Oh, has there someone that just come like out of nowhere? Out of nowhere, past the letterbox and head straight to the bedroom. Do you mean do you mean long term or short term? No, just short. Uh, well, no, like a proper proper good friend. Like you would let them into yeah, your yeah. bedroom. So they've come but from. They've come from. Yeah, they've come from on. three k's down the road. Just went straight past your letterbox, your lounge, into your bedroom. Like, have you met that sort of person? And then still good friends with them to this day. <laughs> hey, it's your analogy, man. I'm just going with it. It's like a confession. Nah, <laughs> just it's just a. I'm just throwing it out there because in in this um Pass. the study that I was reading from Dunbar, he he is saying that the trick to making friends is finding them. Okay, and then the second part to to finding your friends is then maintaining the friendship. Like you say, that you need some effort. But he said that the strongest relationships that people reported in the study were friends that people didn't expect to be friends with or friends that, that, you know, they weren't looking for friends but this person just turned up at the right time and, and you know. Well, they literally that. Or like had a similar <laughs> interest to you and you're like, man, they, like um, my whole life I've been like this and this dude gets me, you know. He, he's into rugby and can rename 1700 All Blacks just like I can. Well, I was talking about my, my 80-year-old friend. Yeah. And I guess he's an example. We we met in hospital last year and we were both shit scared because we are going into surgery. Penis reduction surgery for you, wasn't it? Um, no. Um, yeah, take it for months. Yeah. <laughs> months that surgery. Lots of recovery. <laughs> Lots of skin grafts. Um, <laughs> so we we – we bonded one night because we were we were scared about surgery, and then we ended up talking about rugby and stuff like that. We're like um, we're forty years apart, and literally didn't talk to him for a year after the hospital. Yeah. He sent me a Christmas card. Oh, cool! And then said, "Come and stay." And I literally went from letterbox to lay down because I got to go and stay in his in his house. Yeah, and they gave me it was, and it was weird. It was like. An old like a friend. It was kind of breakfast and dinner, and I went and hung out at his work, and and that was, I guess that's a good example. And um, and I think the thing we had in common, because we lived in totally different generations. Yeah, the thing we had in common was just um, he just found life so amusing and so funny, and he could tell stories about this time, and I had stories. I countered him with my stories and made him laugh. And it was weird how we we sort of clicked on that level. Yep. It wasn't a, f- a factual level. It was just like, oh yeah, life's funny. Yeah, it is real funny. This is my funny story. Well, have you got one? Oh yeah, this time. And it was just yeah, this time at band camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I went to this band camp at blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there, there's one that I, that's jumped straight from letterbox to. Uh, yeah. Cool. Maddie? For me, um, I don't have contact with my primary school friends, but that's because I moved eight hours away. Yeah. And so, yeah, difficult. I don't have a Facebook. I did have them on Facebook, um, and we talked for a while after I moved, but um, it's been, what, 12 years or something since I've moved, so I haven't, I don't keep in contact with them. <clears throat> and if I went down, yeah, I'd probably probably try see them, um, but not, not, not contact. But high school, which I went which I'm in the same city still. Uh, I do have some good friends from high school still um, that I would consider laundry slash bedroomish, depending. Um, <clears throat> in terms of like a whirlwind, depending on what, uh, depending on who it is. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So I've got yeah, some that are yeah, yeah. definite bedrooms, and I got yeah, some that are laundry. Um, what's the other one? 
Laundry. Uh, what, which one's called? Lounge. And La- I've got, I've got quite a few that lounge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in terms of like a whirlwind friendship, like straight to bed. Uh, I mean, straight sound, to wow. bedroom. Doesn't sound like you at all. This uh, is a confession. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't sound like me. Um, <laughs> you don't even make it I've to the letterbox. I've got two that I can pump think. on the street. Yeah, at the letterbox. I've got two that I can think of, but they're not, they weren't like, they went quite like Mr. T, which was like a almost a random meeting. Yeah. Like I, I worked with someone. Uh, it was only for a short time, but we had very much that very quickly to bedroom. Yeah. Because we, we were like very, very similar. Like, you know, have you seen Step Brothers? <laughs> He's they, laughing this analogy. Eh? You have seen Step Brothers where they go, did we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. literally had that moment. Oh, I've had that twice, which was quite nice. Oh, um, Velociraptor. Bit greedy. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have kind of had that, but not to the degree of being like completely random. There are people I went to school with or worked with, but we had that very, like in a moment, had that very yeah. quick, close connection. Um, cool. So that'll be mine, I think. What about you? Yeah, I've had one. I mean, it's actually from um, my, my uncle... He his friend came over from the Netherlands. He's like, oh, if you if you ever come down, look up my family. This is their addresses and stuff. And um, so he did. He came he came out to New Zealand and um, he phoned up me and, and I was like, oh, that's random, but yeah, man, I'll meet you. And we didn't meet him for a coffee and we just hit it off like that. Like I'd never met this guy in my life. And then we had a coffee. Well, he had coffee. I had a hot chocolate. I hate coffee. Do you have marshmallows? Yeah, I did. Good. And um. Yeah, like man, it was it was surreal. Like he's from a different part of the world to where I was from, but we just for some reason just gelled and we had like similar interests. And like the next day, I was like, oh, let's say someone again, like hang with this dude. He's cool as and show him around New Zealand a little bit. And like we literally went to the lakes outside Rotorua. You know, I was like, oh, we'll go to Blue and Green Lakes, show you those, and then I'll go show you the main lake, and then. Then we just spent, like, we literally just went to a pub, sat there, chilled, and just had a yarn for ages. And no, it's like, probably, I wouldn't say we're not super close friends, but like, we had it off straight away. Laundry? Nah. Oh. Lounge? Yeah, probably. Kitchen, laun- dining room. Which one comes after lounge? La- laundry? Yeah. Yeah, laundry. Yep. Laundry slash bedroom. Like, it was, at that time, we were on that level where I was like, oh, after right. a few drinks, bedroom? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's for everybody, isn't it? <laughs> it's a he or a she. I'm, I'm lost. It is. It's a he. Oh. Um, but I yeah. Knew it, I knew it. Yeah. That's why I got a Still croaky, croaky throat at the moment. Um, but yeah, like, I'll message him, man, and we can just have a chat. And it's, it's been six years since he's been out here. And, you know, we can message and chat and. Skype and all that sort of stuff like we only just talked yesterday he's such a cool dude man and interesting guy and yeah it just that was like and that was my uncle's friend and he's come out and like and he's he's like you like your mate He's he was a funny dude man like just heaps of shit that he found funny it was like super funny to me as well and I think that's why we kind of hit it off because saw things in the same light I think people need to be a bit more open to friendship. Like, there's certain people who have, um, like, a, a, a tick list of what a friend should be. And, like, oh, no, they've got to be my age. They've got to be a male or female. You know, they've got to be. Yep. I don't want to, you know, and, and I think maybe stereotype people. And I think that's what I love about my, my teaching job is I have friends who um, – 
are happily married and living in multi-million dollar lives. Who I'd say were laundry, definitely laundry. I'd I'd tell them stuff and trust them with stuff, and and then I have friends who are like single dad with three kids struggling for money, like. And and I'd still invite them into my laundry, and and I think that's what the life is about. You you can't pigeonhole friendship. You can't say, um, yeah, you can't put, <laughs> you can't pigeonhole it. Sorry, we're just laughing about something funny that Maddie's put in for the end of the show, which oh. is pretty good. But we'll, I did a funny. <laughs> everyone will find out at the end. They'll find yeah. out at the end. <laughs> How, so, how sorry, Mr. T. Yeah, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't pigeonhole friendship. Yeah. How important is friendship to like overall health and oh. and life? Like, can you have? You can't have. You can't not have friends. Yeah. Can you be an island? No we talked about. Island. We talked about uh, Tapa Far. Mm. Yeah. About um, having one of the walls <clears throat> of being social well-being, and and that's that's what friendship is: social well-being. Because um, humans are social animals, right? Yeah. We we interact and we yeah. We yeah we are social animals. We're like guinea pigs, you know. You can't have you, one guinea pig. You could live your life with <clears throat> no friends or limited friends, but are you actually living? That's my. Yeah. That's gonna be my question. Um, yeah, and some people have have a mindset that I don't need to venture out and be friends, and I do. And I know people like that. I know older people who are in their sixties who have the same dinner on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they're they're in their seventies. They don't have friends they don't have a yeah. social life but they're content with you know they go to work they come home they watch the same tv program at the same time and they um they don't want to talk about deep meaningful stuff with anyone they just want to mow the lawns and pick the veggies and live the simple life yeah and um whether they're happy whether they're actually living their lives i don't know um but i know i know people like that and you go talk to them they're friendly you go hi how are you yeah good and they'll have a chat to you and but they're quite content Having limited yeah. friends, going through and or, routine. Or none. Are we, are we all in agreement that it's harder to make friends when you get older, or is it, or is it the same? That's another stereotype, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I, I don't know. Like, if I think about it, since I, oh, since yeah. I got back to New Zealand, and I don't know, maybe it's the the work culture, but I feel like I've made more friends in the ten years I've been back than the ten years prior to that, and I, I've. I went around the world and visited a lot of places and met a lot of cool people. You know, so maybe maybe it's harder because you don't you're not as outgoing. You know, mid mid twenties, I was traveling across the world and like would go and just you know you'd go to because you're looking for something to do, so you go and you go and join tour groups and all that sort of stuff, and you find people who are doing similar things to you. But when you're a bit older and you're in a routine and set, and you're not Going out, going, going actively, to do things. Yeah. yeah, and not not to say that you're actively seeking friendship, but you're not putting yourself in scenarios where you could get a friend. Mm. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say 95 percent of friendships. Maybe I'm going to maybe I'll bring it down to 90. 90 percent of friendships are luck, pure luck. Yeah. Apart from your family, you might have a cousin that's your best friend. Or, you know that you there wasn't any really luck you. They're blood related. You had to meet them eventually, but I think thinking about all my friends are pure luck. My hospital friend, my even my work friends are just luckily that we work at the same place. That's at the same luck. time. Yeah, at the same time. That's luck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And my neighbour, luckily, he just lives next door to me. Luck. 
the guy who plays in a rugby team, well, that's just lucky that he signed up for that team. Like, I reckon 90% of your friendships are luck. But the, the, the luck depends on your attitude to life in terms of getting out there. And how and, open you are to those. And doing things, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you walked up mountains by yourself for 10 years, your, your luck decreases on making friends on the, on the walking trail. But if you had other things, you know, if you tramping group or something, tramping group, or even if you um, if you worked in a big company and you you ventured out of your little area and went and talked to other people, was yeah. So I think it actually might be actually just talking about all of that sort of stuff. I think it actually might be easier to make friends. It's that the effort as we get older diminishes. Yep, because agree. Because you guys are talking about it just then, and I was like, well, actually, yeah, you've got tramping groups, cycling groups, walking your dog groups, book book clubs. But yeah. if you contrast it when you're like a kid and you go to school, you know, I'm not very academically able, as you can tell by the content of what I discuss. <laughs> but, oh, you know, nice. you're primarily there to make friends, and you're like, you've got lunchtime, you've got a specific time to hang out with friends, and you're in a class of 30, 35 people. You're almost like condensed into making friends, whereas... I don't know, I feel like sometimes when you get older, because you're busy, because you're going to focus on your job, because, I don't know, people are more stressed or, in a sense, complicated when you're older, it's, it can be a bit harder maybe to um, form friendships. Because I, I think I think one thing, in reflecting on friendship for me, I think one thing that, that I can identify as a good way to make friends is shared experience. Yeah. Um, like, if I look at my time at uni, I did maths, and in maths... We just sat and listened to the lecture yarn on and then went to a tutorial and we just listened to them. But then when I did sports and PE, we did shared activities and games and we played volleyball and it was a very communal thing and you almost had to interact and it yeah. it was maybe a bit more relaxed and a less bit less formal. And I made way more friends in my sports and PE than I did in my maths. It was just yeah, night and day. Is, so yeah. <clears throat> I think that shared experience because also as a teacher when I – sounds a bit weird but I try artificially like get people to work together and form friendships per se um, I do that I have some shared experience that that they can connect with and discuss and work on together so um, maybe we have a little bit less of that as we get older because you know at high school I had cricket and rugby and football or whatever um, but then you know a lot of people drop out of sport when they get to university and then into adult life and so maybe Maybe it is a bit harder. I'm not too sure. I think it personally is, but maybe I'm wrong. So the, the classic um, thing about child development is, is nature versus nurture and, and the growth of a person. And so I think if you put that on with a friendship cap, if, um, if you go to school and high school, the nature of that environment, lots of people your age, similar interests, you know, so that you, you've been put into that, that nature situation and then I think depending on how you've been brought up your nurture when you get into adulthood is whether you continue that surrounding yourself with people because to some degree when you're in a classroom of 30 other kids you have to make friends like there's nothing there's no two ways about it and the next year you get a new class the next year you get a new class and a new teacher and so for a good eight years of primary, um, five years of high school, that's 13 years of nature guiding yep. you. And then once you leave, 
you enter the workforce, you do whatever. You get it's your own steam almost. Yeah. That's when nurture kicks in. So I think, I think it's a friendship progresses from that nature to nurture. And, and if you haven't been taught how to make friends and take risks, you get to you're like an adult and you're like, actually, I don't want to make friends. I, I actually haven't. No one's made them for me. Yeah. Maybe it's a progression. Yeah, for sure, man. Just a thought. No, I definitely, I definitely think that as you get older, you've got to put more effort in. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that. Yeah, I think that could be what it is. <coughs> okay, cool, boys. So we're currently ticking over at 56 minutes. Oh, Do you want to wrap this wow. up? Or? That's a record. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to keep going. i got my friends here, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting bored. Yeah, 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 I'm going to find I've got someone. other friends to hang out. i got another three or two. Yeah, three more. got to work on my laundry game. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work on my letterbox game. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You need a bigger letterbox. Paint it for starters. It'll yeah. be a good start. Okay, well, to just wrap it up then. Eh? If you got places to be, and I'm hungry because um, I didn't have lunch today. Um, so just just to let all of our fan base out there know that we've got a challenge coming up. Oh. So we don't have an official name for you, so we're just going to hashtag fan base you all. Um, and the challenge is to write a letter to someone because I'm all about writing letters oh. make a connection maybe connect with someone in the past maybe write one to a celebrity and see if you get a reply back and see what the go is so if you do write a letter take a photo of it give us the hashtag the DNM podcast and um, yeah we can just do that so we can um, track all the bucket filling going on around the world and together let's multi-handedly save the postal system around the globe and that's uh, my friends' big idea number three for 2020 postal system yeah. yep save it Let's use paper more. Stop using plastic. Keen? Yeah, I oh know. I like it. I like yeah. letter. You guys got anyone <coughs> you're going to write to? Yeah, I've got a few ideas. Yeah, I've got a great <laughs> idea, but I'm not going to share it. Okay, perfect. Bring it to next next week's podcast and we'll, we'll mm, Homework check next yep. week. Check in. Um, and so you better like take a photo and hashtag the DNM podcast it, so we can get at least some interaction because – we are an interactive show, and we're keen to hear from you all out there. Well, we interact with the show. <laughs> yeah, we interact with the show, but we'd like someone else to interact with the show. Go on, friends. Go on, um, best friends. So at this point, we are basically yeah. begging you to say something. So holler at us at the YouTube, the Instagram, the Twitter, or the Reddit at the DNM Podcast, or feel free if you're old school, uh, Mr. T Zero, and get out their Outlook um, mail application and email us get on your the hotmail already. Yeah, the DNM Podcast at gmail.com. And hit us up on Bebo. And Bebo. Send us a heart. <laughs> put us, a, your, put us put, in your top 16. Give us a poll. We'll take that poll and see if we see if we can pass that test. Um, and we're on the patreon.com slash the DNM podcast because currently we have to buy everything from Wish for cheap and wait 45 days for it to yeah, it's arrive. it's been a long time. So holler at us, get towards us, and like always, guys, we're going to wrap up with how sex is like friendship. Oh. Matty Cole, you've got <laughs> heaps. <laughs> this is why I was distracted at the start because I was just writing these. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> How sex like friendship? Sometimes boys, sometimes girls. <laughs> <laughs> sex is like friendship because um, sometimes it's consensual. Oh, oh good. Uh, sex is like friendship because I don't know how to make friends or make love. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, in my case, sex is like friendship because sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Oof. Uh, sex is like friendship because I don't have many friends and I don't have much sex mm. oh, good one um, sex is like friendship because uh, it's always better to have heaps of people around you when you do it 
<laughs> is it? No, no. Hey. It's um, always better to have a bigger friendship circle, isn't it? Sex is like friendship because your best friend is you and your best lay is yourself too. <laughs> friendship is like sex because if it doesn't feel right, you can always pull out. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> nice. What? Thanks. On that note. Yeah, he is good. He is Catholic. Okay, so yeah, on that note, um, uh, we'll give props to you, Mr. T. You've won that two years, two, sorry, two weeks in a row. Thanks. With, with the, the best, best sex is like. Um, so that's season two, episode three, Friendship. I'm Hayden. I'm Maddie. I'm Mr. T. And uh, this has been the DMN, DNM podcast. Feel free to slide on in to our bedroom. <laughs> to the laundry. Or letterbox. <laughs>